Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emmasgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Apply Rigor Podcast. We are excited that you are here. Hey, if you're new, I just want you to know we're glad you're here, but this is a place for executives, business leaders, founders, all sorts of leaders to come and get encouragement through the peaks and valleys of life. So, first of all, I got to introduce you to our, our other guy here, Dave Jones. Hey, the man, the myth, the legend. How are you feeling today, man? I am feeling great. We have Shelly on for part two, and I'm just fired up to get into this book with her. Uh, we had a great part one, and so this week we're talking to Shelly Henderson, who um, has got a book starting from scratch. Shelly, welcome awesome. again. Hi, Thank you. Part two, uh, we're going to get into it today right away. We're going to fire away. we got 15 minutes, and uh, we want to bless you um, with this podcast, but Shelly... You have been through so much, and you've had lots of fun peaks, but also some some valleys. And, you know, as we're talking about the peaks and the valleys, there's lots of emotions that are involved. In fact, on this show, I want to get um, our cone of emotions up on this one. So if we can attach the cone of emotions on this, you can see the seven core emotions and what all the other emotions that come in as part of that. But in your book on page 13, you talk about, um, well, I'm just going to read it. It says, okay. I often felt guilty as many mothers do, guilty if you do, guilty if you do it, guilty if you don't do it. My challenge was to figure out what would fulfill me and how I would make it happen. While keeping my family as my top priority, sometimes that meant that my children spent time at daycare. Sometimes that meant they watched TV. Sometimes they meant we ate at Chick-fil-A for dinner. I don't feel guilty about any of that today. In fact, I wish I hadn't wasted so much time and energy feeling bad. Talk to us about guilt, Shelly. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I'm older and wiser now. Um, That was the young mom of a three-year-old and a nine-month-old when we started our business. So, okay, you know, my first allegiance has to be to my husband who needed me for the business and what we were trying to do and what we were trying to accomplish. But then I had two children who also needed me. And, you know, as moms, we, and as women, we're constantly trying to figure out the struggle of, and the balance of work, life, home, kids, who gets the most attention, our, our husband, our children, And for me at that time, and this was 1998, mind you. So, you know, there weren't, there weren't that many women, working women, or at least I wasn't around that many. So it was a challenge from the beginning about how I was going to to try to do it all and do it all successfully. Because here I was not only a new mother, but I was also a new business owner and um, yeah, because at that particular time, that's when Phil stopped his sales job that he loved and was very successful at and decided to go full time with um, our company, Henderson Properties. So it was all happening so fast. And I did, I had a lot of guilt. I had a lot of guilt that um, my children were in a daycare that 
I, I, I didn't, you know, I, 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 that was not my intention, although they were wonderful. Um, I had guilt that, you know, we, we didn't have a lot at home and thankfully our children were young and they didn't need a lot at that particular time and they wouldn't remember if we were successful or not. I had guilt if I couldn't get to the office at eight o'clock and it was more like 10 o'clock. So there was just so many different hats that I was wearing. And I think that that set on the guilt. Wow. So because I couldn't do, I couldn't do everything well. Right. Right. And so, and most people can't, right? There is no perfect world. You also talk about diapers and commercials or diapers and yeah, commercials and diapers and how it was misleading about diapers. And you just had this idea of like, like this is the world that is being perceived and put in front of us and it's not real. And you, you know, it's like your book is very real. And so like this guilt, this, this expectation that you have to hit that is plaguing our society right now. And this is where this expectation and this frustration comes in, you know, Uh, walk us through that. Okay. So 20 years ago, it was probably the commercials, right? And now it's social media and the commercials, the diaper commercials are still the same to me. It's so funny. You know, they just, they show the happy baby, the happy mother. Um, and you know, that's just not, that's just not real life, especially when you have a newborn and life is so chaotic. And then, you know, the newborn starts toddling and you have a second newborn and, you know, it just wasn't real to me. And I, but I didn't know that at the time. And I just felt very let down by what I was by what I was seeing. And I imagine that's probably what the young mothers today feel with social media, because life is not perfect and life comes at you fast. And when you are a new mother, a new business owner, um, whatever the case may be, you sometimes don't even know what day it is. And that's just the way life is. So I think with my disorganization, my chaotic life, my newness of, of motherhood and the newness of being an entrepreneur when we didn't know what that was about, you know, it's just kind of like, okay, this is what we want to do. Let's just make it happen. And at that point, let's just remind your viewers, um, there was no Google. So if you wanted to learn more about being an entrepreneur, you had to go to the library. Well, who has time for that? (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it just was like this big spiral. It was just this big spiral. You know, it's interesting. You know, years ago, you know, Andy Stanley wrote this book called It Came From Within, and it talks about the four heart issues that we have as people, and especially the leaders have, are guilt, anger, greed, and jealousy. And as we're talking about guilt, the thing that he talks about most there is that the guilty leader says and lives and believes this statement, I owe you. That is what they carry with them. That is what they do. And so when I think about this idea of guilt as a mom, as an entrepreneur, and all those things, you just ended up describing actions that facilitate this idea of IOU. What, what did you ultimately have to do to kind of crystallize and redefine who you were and your identity and then where you needed to go to break through some of that guilt? Well, I, I tell you guys and I tell your viewers if you are a business owner, if you're a leader in your company, it, it there's not one definite answer. And I think that it changes as you grow and as you become more confident and you become more knowledgeable in your leadership skills and your leadership desires. But one thing that Phil and I learned is, 
And I put this in the book too. And it's just, it was a blessing that it came at the time it did because I was actually writing the book. You have to stand firm on your foundation and your principles, and you cannot waver on that. Mm. You cannot let society, employees, or anybody else change the way that you think is right and true. And for us, our foundation is biblical and, you know, we hold strong to that and dear to that. And that is what has gotten us through. And here's an example. We, um, about three years ago, started the process of finding an architect to, we thought we wanted to expand the current building that we were in at the time. Mm. Well, fast forward 18 months and we went through hoops with the city, you know, city council, the regulations, um, the architect plans, spent $30,000 and um, designing plans and talking to people only to find out after all that money and hard work that the existing lot that we also acquired was the foundation was sand. Mm. And therefore we could not build on that hence extend it unless we spent even more money to secure it. And the, even though Phil was a little more devastated than I was, my thought was, oh my gosh, this is going to be so good for the book because it's so true. If your foundation is sand, it's like quicksand. So fast forward and I'm sitting in this beautiful building that as soon as we found the out, what, what our, uh, what our fate was and poor Phil was so devastated. I kid you not. And this is how, um, the Lord works in mysterious ways. The next week, the building that I'm sitting in went up for sale. We made an offer and they accepted it. So I, it was I, awesome. It, it is actually a good story. And I did read that in the book. I was like, wow, it's on sand. Here's yeah. another, you know, it just seems like it yeah. always, uh, you know, as running this marketing company for 18 years, you know, there's always something coming. There's not a sunrise. It's always something, you know, whether it's, Emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, it's always something. You're always in a peak and a valley. And we talk about on the show that, you know, you want to make sure that your peaks aren't Mount Everest, right? Like you have peaks and valleys. It's going to happen. Everything's rhythmic. You know, your finances, your friends, the ocean, everything is rhythmic. It's in and it's out. It's in and it's out. You know, and it's managing that. And I love what you said about your faith and your biblical values of getting through those times. And what do you do, you know? What, what are some practical things that you have done, whether it's prayer, whether it's mentorship, whether it's, you know, scripture that have gotten you, th have gotten you through those deeper valleys and yeah. Well, two particular things. So I made a conscious decision a long time ago that no matter what happened in my personal life or professional life, I was going to find the good in it. That was just a personal mm -hmm mission of mine. Um, Dave, you've been very instrumental in our company and mentoring us and starting us off with those core values that we mm -hmm. still use today. Mm -hmm. And this was several years ago. And I so appreciate that. So in that sense, we decided five or six years ago that going forward, we survived the downturn of the market and the economy going forward. We were going to surround ourselves with like-minded business people i.e. mentors, friends like yourself, Dave, who had the same vision that we did 
so that we could go to the next level. Because even back then we saw what was, what we had to do. Mm -hmm. It was just a matter of how do you implement that? How do you execute it? And you have to humble yourself because a team is not just one or two people. And Phil and I tried so hard to do everything ourselves for a long time. And you finally get to the point. I think that's why people get tired and they give up because you go, oh my gosh, I can't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm done. But at that point, you have to know, okay, I can't do it and that's okay. But now I have to have people that will help us. And when we kind of let that go of ourselves and reached out to other people, our staff continued to grow. And today we're a staff of over 60 because of that, because we decided we can't do it alone. Mm, that's powerful. You know, as we, as we close down Land of Plane here, I just want to encourage you, if you're listening or watching, to pick up this book, Starting from Scratch by Shelley Henderson. This is a powerful book. It's super easy to read. I just, I breezed through it. Not that it was, the content was, it was just, it's just the way it was written. You know, you're down to earth writing in your style. I just really could relate to you on, on a lot of different levels with family, my wife on a business level. You know, this is not just, I would say it's not for just women. It's for anybody who's, who's right. starting a business, thinking about starting a business, has been in business. You can relate. It's a breath of fresh air for those that have been around for years going, wow, she struggled like I did. You struggled right. like like we all, and it's just it's just really cool for you for you to step out and write this. I just want to say thank you for doing that and thank following you. the lead. I'm sure it was a a God thing of you know reaching out and going, okay, I'm going to write this book. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to write yeah. this book. Yeah, it was so. a little scary to put yourself out there, but again, you know, I think it's part of the growth process. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, so thank you for being on. Uh, this is part two with Shelly Henderson. Yeah. Hey, um, Shelly, as, as we wrap up today, let me yeah. ask you this. You know, for anybody who goes uh, and, and grabs a copy of your book and read it, as we wrap up, what is the one singular big idea that they are going to be faced with in that book? Hmm. Okay. So I think the big idea, the, the best big idea is that I want, I want your viewers to keep in mind that I wrote this book when I um, was middle-aged, okay? So um, at 50 years old, and, and some might say that's old, but I decided that I was going to do something meaningful for myself that would inspire and empower other people. So I think that um, your viewers can take away the fact that you are never too old to start mm -hmm. something new. I have a 79-year-old mother that went back to college a year ago. So it's all in your mindset, and all you got to have is a little want to. <laughs> That's so good. Well, hey, as you guys just listened here, you know, again, you know, the name of this podcast is the Apply Rigor Podcast. And so if, if you are going to keep pushing, if you're going to chase after your dreams, if you're going to do something you never thought you could do, it takes grit, right? We've talked about this before, the gas in the tank, and it takes rigor, which is the car that it's in, to keep refining and to keep working, to keep refining, to keep working. And so as we close down today, and as, as Dave gets to read this great quote from Winston Churchill again, just keep that in mind. You've got to keep going. All right, here it is, Winston Churchill. Success is never final and failure is never fatal it's your courage through both that counts that's right have a great week everybody we'll go, see you next week go apply some rigor <laughs>